Hi, this is Doug Jones, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I know! Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, and we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Side by Saturday night. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that it's a gross waste of, of electrons with no excess carbon emissions. And if you listen very closely, you get to hear stuff. This week is episode 500. And that's kind of a watershed event for us here. We're just not sure why. Uh, so tonight, we've kind of decided to bring back some very old friends of the show to talk about what it's been like uh, with some friends of the show, some new, and some who have been here since the very beginning. Um, first of all, someone who's uh, been with the show most recently, Commander Cam, who's uh, in his uh, gerbil wheel tonight. Commander Cam, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. I think I've lost a few pounds. You know, this this gerbil wheel really is the exercise thing of the future. I really think I just need to start selling it to more people. I agree. I yeah. I agree. It's been fun, and and uh, we've replenished your uh, your uh, liquids and solids from the Snicker Snack Hotel there. Um, from the Four Color Vault of Cam Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, it's our very old friend from the old days. Uh, who's who started with us at uh, at Terrestrial Radio? It's our old friend Illustrator X. How are ah! you, my friend? Huh? What? Huh? No, no, it's okay. You can you can you can come what? out of your Wait. shell. Where are my teeth? Hold on. Where okay. are my pants? Hold on. Wait. No, nobody wants to know that. <laughs> Hello. How are you, sir? <laughs> So good to be here. So good to see you guys. Well, no, you you don't have to lie anymore. It's okay. okay. All right. Teeth and pants. Hold on a second. There we go. Hello. Doing well. Fine. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you, and it's so nice to talk to you again. Uh, hmm. Joining us from the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Gaming Console and Help Desk, our own taciturn troublemaker and, and wrangler, Kriana. How are you, my dear? I don't have a soundboard to hide behind tonight. <laughs> no, you don't, actually. So I will take to... two gerbil wheels, please. Okay. Uh, I'll we'll get have... those shipped to you immediately. Awesome. We'll, we'll have those sent over almost immediately. And, and finally, uh, Cyborg University's preeminent reference librarian, who, because of the temporary closing of the Glitter Palace, is now a freelance glitterazzi and part-time box emptier. It's our wonderful friend and probably still on mute, Sombrarian. No, I was so excited. I was like, I was there. I was on the button waiting. So excited. And then I got really scared that I was going to hang up again. Welcome back, my dear. <laughs> Thank you. Now, for, for most of our old friends here, um, I guess Illustrator X has kind of been with us since the beginning. Yeah. From, it's been a while. I mean, uh, it has. Um, so since the last time I was here, God, who was president? Did that Obama guy win? <laughs> you were with you us. When we, were, we were back on, on, uh, on terrestrial radio and you, you remember how bad it was in terrestrial radio when we would sit there and some nights we would be on for three hours and other nights we'd be on for like 20 it, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It all depended on whether or not there was a hockey game. Or a basketball game. 
Yeah. Or or a, or a, a women's intramural soccer game. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then after a while, we brought Kriana in because we never knew what was going to happen. <laughs> you still don't. <laughs> and we still don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then one night we came in and we got fired. Mm. And they just said, we don't want you back anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided, <laughs> you know what? It was time that we uh, flew the coop and, and developed this wonderful podcast. We went to Internet Radio. That's right. Where we had no bosses. 500 interviews with Doug Jones later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but it got got really amazing really quick because we we've done some really bizarre stuff since we we threw off the shackles and became our own bosses. Yeah, remember when you like handed me a wish list of people you wanted on and then I asked them and they were like, yeah, sure. You're like, how did you get them to? And I was like. I asked. It was kind of amazing <laughs> when, when we realized that we had the dumbest people as producers when we were in terrestrial radio who couldn't get us anyone. All right, wait, tangent time. Sure. Because Cree is talking about guests and okay. X is talking about guests. I need to know, do you have the statistics in front of you? Who has been our most interviewed guest? In the past 500 episodes, I've got to. It's got to be Doug Jones. Yeah, I think you're right. Did did Doug Jones get get a five interview jacket? Doug Jones, I think, has been on six times. Yeah. Is Uh, is there a jacket that would fit Doug Jones? It has to be an extra long. (laughs) Saru special. I mean. Yeah. I think he may have been uh, Ben Bova was on four times. Yep. Yeah, I, I wasn't on those episodes, so it doesn't count. Oh yes, you were. <laughs> I wasn't on the Ben Bova episodes. I was I'm on all the uh, the ones with with Spider. Spider was wonderful. We had him on at least three times. I know that. Right. Yep. Illustrator X doesn't want to admit that he was on. No, that wasn't. It wasn't Ben Bova who threatened you. He was very sweet. That was Harlan Ellison. Harlan Ellison threatened Illustrator X. <laughs> and that was wonderful. I only remember Ben Bova being on once. No, He ben... was only on once, but it was super memorable. No, no, no. Ben Bova was on. No. And then he was on a second time the night we were all at a wedding and came running home to do I the interview. I that was the first time he was on. Yeah, that, that was, was the a... first time. That was the first time. No, and we were all crowded into Dome's uh, dining, dining room. room. Yeah, <laughs> and you can hear the lovebirds in the background. I think someone was sitting Not the on the table behind the computer. Oh, you know what though? Ben was also on uh, during terrestrial radio. That's oh, uh, that's why. Okay. He was on. He was on during the space elevator terrestrial radio interview. Whoa. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait, what's Fiction Fridays? That's not a real one. That's not a real interview. No, Fiction Fridays was a thing where we would have a guy on and we would talk about his his literary work and then he would post a short story that Friday. Okay, so that one's technically not the podcast. Yeah. That went with the podcast. Yeah, that was when Yeah, we that were was just, when Wait, we but that was in December. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fiction Fridays was a weird. We had a couple of weird offshoots for a while. I did a a a bitch and moan column for a while. No. What? Yeah, I know. Don't give. <laughs> where, well, how where did I you did, ever I, find things? I, I you write everything about TV, and and Illustrator X did a a, a comic series for a while. Oh yes. You know, I'm looking at this website and the art and stuff, it holds up. And Yeah, it was very good, I thought. We did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> we did a good. very good job. It was a lot of fun. Unlike, ready for me to bring it back to today? Uh-oh. Unlike this what? Is, this is a librarian thing. I got 
Was there a robot? There was not a robot. There is a wizard. <laughs> oh, okay. I got an email today. Yeah. And I will not use this performer's real name in order to protect their identity. In order to um, protect the insolent? Yes, so go ahead. Their own their stage name is something like Ted the Sorcerer. Oh, for God's sake. And Ted the Sorcerer does really cool programs for libraries, but his website is neon green on a purple background. And you can hear the tears in my voice as I try to describe neon green text on a purple background. That that sounds like it hurts your soul. Yeah. To be honest with you. And that's my tangent for right now. Oh. All right, go back to the history of the show, because I was interested in that, too. No, that's okay. You could be oh. interested in that shit. And, I mean, we used to we used to spend more time talking about, like, uh, television and, and, and movies than we do now, too. Yes. Well, yeah. because it was, like, the golden age of sci-fi TV for a while there. It was. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were the Mansquito people for a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, also you got to remember. How could you not be? When we were when we were in terrestrial <laughs> radio, we had that horrible, horrible studio with the TV screens right in it. Yeah. So while we were doing the show, we were actually watching TV at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they have to have the TVs. How else are you going to comment on the game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we were always Go watching the Sci-Fi sports. Channel. Go sports ball! Go yeah. sports ball! Yeah. It, it was just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere. And, hey, and when you started that... doing it on the computer. Yep. You know. And now originally we uh, we had to design the whole website using uh, Fortran, right? Um, with the uh, the tutorials we got on the Betamax. Yeah, it was. It was I thought you said four chan, and I was like, don't give them any credit for anything <laughs> no. we've ever done. <laughs> I was so mad. Oh for a no 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 act. no never. <laughs> See, this is the problem. You guys got me comfortable talking, and now I never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I failed to see the problem. You should have kept me scared. No, we 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 liked it when you talked. We always liked it when you talked, Zombrarian. I know. I'm not throwing things. <laughs> that was the cat. You, doing you heard that. a loud crash. The cat just decided that my glasses belong on the floor. Okay, that's yeah. fine. But no, I mean, obviously, I think you know the other thing that that the show got us into is it got it got us into some very cool places like Boston Comic Con. Uh, Way back in the day when it was in like when it was Boston Comic Con. at the bottom yeah. in the bottom of which hotel was it? Oh, TV one. Yeah. Uh, damn. Um. Of the green line, yeah. <laughs> that first year yeah. and that second year? And the second year, they yeah. actually got, like, a, a larger room. But the first year, it was, like, these small it almost would have been better to have it in a high school. Because we were in these little classroom-sized yeah. meeting rooms with, like, two or three tables in each one. But uh, it's actually come back now, right? It's the Wicked Comic-Con? Yes. Yes, and Kirby, who was one of the original founders of Boston Comic-Con, after after it was sold off, I guess took a three-year uh, leave of absence. Which he and, earned because which he definitely Kirby earned. is like the most on top of things amazing organizer I have ever met. Has decided to come back and do the Boston Comic-Con Comic -Con that, that Boston deserves again. Oh, I didn't know Kirby had come back for this. I thought it was just Bob and Kim Shaw. No, Kirby's running it. Oh, and my Bob, God. And Bob has signed on already. And Kim. 
and Kim and a bunch of a bunch of the old guard from the original Boston Comic Con are already there. Will we see Frankie B. Washington? I do believe we shall. Nice. Nice. And I'm hoping that we will see Sci-Fi Saturday Night there as well mm-hmm. as the official podcast of Wicked Comic Con. <laughs> How do you become the official podcast of something, everyone? You ask. ask. You be <laughs> hey, the official podcast. And then they forget that you are, but they just keep letting you show up. It's 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 kind of the weirdest thing in the world that that's how it happens. And yet, and yet uh, the the original founders of Boston Comic Con were so nice to us for all those years. God knows why. Yeah, really. <laughs> But they were. Nick and Jimmy, yeah. And so were the people at GraniteCon, and still are, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And there's that new one. The Upper Valley Comic Expo. The Upper Valley Comic Expo thing. Never heard of it. They seem okay. (laughs) Never never heard of it. Yeah. Which is October 2nd. (laughs) So exciting. I suppose I should show up to that, huh? Oh, I yeah, think maybe. You probably should. You might be able to see your favorite. Because you're a featured Sci-fi guest Saturday there, you know. There. Yeah. No, I am definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, one of the nice things about that is, is it's like all the friends that we've made along the way are are going to be there. Mm. You know, people like Karen Goslin and, and mm-hmm. folks at HB Comics and. Stacy Longo and Griffin S and George O'Connor and that reminds me of the guy the time the guy from HB Comics scared the shit out of me in the airport. Oh, t- tell <laughs> oh, that I story. I remember that. <laughs> so I didn't know he worked at the airport, and I was <laughs> flying out to Japan, and I was already nervous, and I'm sitting at my gate waiting for the plane to board, and there's this guy in a suit with an earpiece, and he's staring at me. and i'm like oh shit because you know i'm in an airport and there's a guy in a suit with an airport earpiece staring at me and he comes over and i think i'm like in trouble and he's like kriana and i'm like and then like i like resets and i look at his actual face i'm like oh hey that's like, hilarious. And now that my heart rate is returning to normal levels. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, but you see, if it hadn't been for stuff like like Boston Comic Con, we'd have never gotten to know guys like Peter Vinton. Mm. Or the also... New England Horror Writers Association. True. Or George O'Connor. God, you remember the second year that we were at uh, at Boston and they were in the booth right next to us and they, it was their first year. Uh, it was the year that they came out with 664. Yes. Neighbor of the Beast. Oh, and awesome. they had the guy playing the devil. And holding the baby. Holding the baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. He walked through the crowd with the baby. And and the, the lady who played the wife was running behind him, screaming, he's got my baby. He's got my baby. And the cops didn't know what to do and were chasing him. <laughs> they kept being like, is this part of it? And nobody knew whether it was a gag or not, but the cops weren't sure. And it was just the funniest thing. And that's when I knew George but only because and didn't I get shot. were going to be friends for life. It was That's only funny because he didn't get shot. I'm just saying. Yeah. My favorite story from that from that second year of Boston Comic Con is that you guys all left to judge the costume contest, and I, like, I don't know if it was loud or if I was not paying attention or if I was not paying attention because it was loud, one of those. But all of a sudden, I was alone at the table and I didn't know where anyone was. <laughs> and you're like. 
guys. And that's, that's right. Because at one point I turned to him and I was like, um, I don't know where the rest of my table went, but I have to go to the bathroom. Can you watch my stuff? And he was like, yeah. And I didn't know convention etiquette at the time. I didn't know that that's like a totally normal thing to ask when you're at a convention. So I was like, oh, I feel so bad about this. I feel like such a jerk. (laughs) And then he chased off a guy who was like being very weirdly aggressively homophobic. I think because he thought it made him look cool. He was in like high school. Oh, and then I was like, well, Griffin S is one of the most amazing people ever. And, and he then used to be. And then he did all of the art for our wedding. He did do all of the art for our wedding. That's right. Aww. Except for the cake topper, which Rhiannon did. Yeah. And then two years later at Boston Comic Con, Cam came into the show. <gasps> Cam! <laughs> Taking the job that no one else wanted. Taking the job that had to be taken so that, we could, go the, yeah. that, so that we could go do the interview. The job that both Illustrator X and I both eventually quit doing because it was so hard. And Cam is the longest lasting booking director of booking Sci-Fi Saturday Night has ever had. It's true. No, you remember how that happened? That was I the, said, I'm not doing this anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. That's all Billy West's fault. Oh, that's right. The whole that's thing is story. Billy West's fault. Cam, you want to tell that story? Yeah, you tell so much better. No, go ahead. That's your story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the Billy West portion is yours. That's just it. I. I mean, I know my portion, which actually begins much earlier. And Go ahead. Has, okay, it's fine. So we, uh, so I am with my uh, wonderfully and amazingly talented sister, uh, Karen Goslin, um, at uh, the a tiny little uh, convention. Yes, I know we're not talking about Boston Comic Con anymore, but trust me, the, the, this this works here. Um, is that we were at this tiny little con. And we're sitting there at tables, and along come these individuals. Um, and it was you know, me and along. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> it was me and Illustrator X. Exactly. Illustrator X was showing me somebody else's artwork. And this gentleman in, in a top hat, and they say, and they, one of the coolest set of facial uh, hair I've, I've seen in a long time, stops by and has this <laughs> long conversation with Karen. And we find out, oh, they do a podcast. I started listening to podcasts. I'm going to start listening to their podcast. So yeah. I do. And let's see. I remember many a time where on the back channel, because somebody let me in, um, I may have had long conversations with Kriana while the show was ongoing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so, and just chatting about this, that, and the other thing, and putting in my own two cents. And eventually, after time went by, or as this time goes by, uh, insert a song from ancient movie, uh, Casablanca, that uh, we, hmm. we, come to, we, we fast forward to uh, the Boston Comic Con that uh, Dom mentioned. And I happen to be sitting, you know, when I'm not sitting there trying to make sure that Karen's making sure that Karen gets potty brace, breaks at her booth. I'm, I'm stopping by Dom's and sitting at his booth, you know, with the podcast hanging out with the cool kids where <laughs> what <laughs> that terrifies me <laughs> where the cool kids terrifies all of us when he says that really the secret yeah. is because we have so many hosts they always gave us extra chairs and so we have more chairs than any other booth and people would come from far and wide to get every booth has two chairs we have like down. nine i could never figure that one out You'd think some of the the other uh, convention guests at these places would get the idea, and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm with Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I need more yeah. chair. Mr. Whedon, you most certain, you know, Mutant Enemy does not need more than two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> They're all for the dome. 
Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Cam, I interrupted your story. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was a perfectly uh, valid uh, side uh, track. So, so I, I, I'm invited over to sit with the cool kids, as I previously <laughs> said, which then raises, of course, my, my level of coolness from, uh, well, we won't Good. go into that. <laughs> and so I get to sit there with them and we're chatting away and all of a sudden um dome comes back if i remember correctly dome had been poking around trying to get himself an interview with with billy west and the question was asked by billy west's manager was well if you can ask uh, billy one question he's never been asked then uh, then you'll get the interview and of course dome in his uh, usual self and i don't know how he managed to make the question so short because Dear Lord, I didn't, I didn't even short. think twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was short. You know, you kept it, you know, to under three paragraphs, which isn't the usual. That I've come yeah, that's about. true. Oh, that's not like Dome at all. No, no, yeah. no it's not. <laughs> so I, th- I think he was channeling somebody else. But anyway, he, he asked the question, you know, what was the toughest voice you ever had to learn how to do and how do you do it? And of course, the person how wanders off. asked that before. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I know. I want to know what's it like working with so and so. No, because everybody asked him that. Yeah. I mean, I figured I had to ask something really simple that he'd never been asked before. And she ran back to him, asked him the question. She came running back and said, "You've got five minutes with him." And then I went, "Oh shit, who's going to watch the table?" <laughs> And this this wide-eyed ingenue, this this wonderfully <laughs> amazing individual who's who's whose hamster wheel is slowly to, turning to the uh, the end of its last loop, was sitting there next to him and said, "Is it my chance to go on? Is it now?" <laughs> and it was because Zombrarian had to work that day and couldn't be left That's alone right. at the table. <laughs> yep. And so I there, was doing the sound. Yeah. And so there you go. I was left to handle the table and the rest was movie magic history. <laughs> and then we all said, wow, Cam is much better at this than Zombrarian. <laughs> and then <laughs> Billy West asked me to bite him on the neck. That's true. He did. <laughs> and I we was have video not of that jealous of that at all. And then I did. At all. <laughs> I actually <laughs> In fact, you and your sister did. We have video of that somewhere. Oh, yep. my God. Speaking of video, <laughs> let's talk about Kiss Forever. Try to avoid this, this topic. Yes, speaking of video. But one of our favorite sci-fi Saturday night videos ever. Oh, God. Oh, oh yes, no. this one. It's from a yes. wonderful cover band called Kiss Forever. <laughs> <laughs> and Dome is standing there between these two men wearing their platform boots. These four men, there's four of them. Well, you were between two of them, and then the other two were, like, hovering behind you. Yes, they are. Dome isn't, like, super short, but these guys towered over him, (laughs) and they all had, well, they were, you know, dressed as Kiss, so they had their, you know, cod pieces on, (laughs) and you see Dome throughout the interview just tucking his elbows tighter and tighter into <laughs> his body and they can tell what he's doing and they think it's hilarious so they keep leaning in to get to the microphone <laughs> <laughs> and it is the only time i've ever seen dome uncomfortable doing an interview and they they were very nice very wonderful guys but <laughs> And all hilarious. you have to do to find this piece of video is go on YouTube and type in Dome Interviews Kiss Forever and you will find it. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and we will link that into. Now, Actually, we can hot link that into this interview. Yes. We can oh. even tepid link it. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was at that point that we realized. We never want to edit any of these interviews we do ever again because I'm just so place. much fun. Yep. Who did the editing in the first place? Literally oh, yes. no one. You yeah. shout it out loud. I mean, we had to, well, I say we like I was on. Y'all had to edit yourselves when you were on um, the real radio. 
because yeah. otherwise they would have kicked you off before True. they already did. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose at some point we had to because, yeah, what were they going to do? Fire us? Oh, wait, they did. Oh, I think someone was doing editing or something because we did lose the audio at one point of my first ever appearance on the show. What? Yeah. For the 100th episode, we tried to find the audio of me doing my first ever spot and we couldn't find it we reference it constantly but we couldn't find it well we've got to recreate it then i don't know if i can sure you can not that ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 100th episode (laughs) of sci-fi saturday night uh we are interviewing (laughs) okay okay so what happened to you yesterday i i went to a library convention And what happened there? There was a robot. It was cool. Yeah. We've done it. That was it. That was it. We've done it. I, I got I got I got some books. I'm 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 excited about them. They haven't been published yet, but they're letting me read them because I'm a librarian. The end. I was scintillating. Yep, isn't it great? It's scintillating then <laughs> as it was now. Hey, you let me keep you let me keep being on the show. I don't know why. Because it was so damn scintillating. Yep. The robot was super cool. It was. So I I have not seen the robot at any other library conventions, and it makes me disappointed every time. I want to take a minute. Tom's like I, I'm getting away from that. I don't know what the fuck I can say about that at this point. Wow. I don't. I'm sorry. There, go for it. Thanks. Um, we lost a very good friend last month. A very good friend. It, a friend to whom, without whom, there would have never been a Sci-Fi Saturday Night. In the year 2000, he called me up and he goes, hey, Dome, let's do a radio show. And I went, why? And he said, because you got nothing else to do right now. And I went, what's it going to be? He said, let's you like science fiction. Let's do a radio show about that. He said, where? He said, well, I'm working at this radio station in Manchester and they got like this hour slot. And we could do it there. Um, thus began the illustrious career of me and, and Dave. And uh, Dave and, that and crazy I were, broad who didn't like Ewoks. And that crazy broad who didn't like Ewoks and didn't believe that there was a bathroom on the Enterprise. They Oy. show it. They literally show it. I know they literally show it. They and she show was it in TNG and Voyager. I know. I know. Anyway, so, sorry. You were saying okay. something touching about Dr. K. and I'm I, I was that. trying to. Anyway. So we lost Dr. K earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't lose him. We know where he went. It's just that he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, for most of us, he was uh, a really, really close friend and uh, a really interesting advocate of everything that we did in his own weirdly oddly peculiar way um the only person who could out pontificate dome oh good god yes oh yeah i remember him and the only person i would listen to out pontificating (laughs) dome i remember you being stunned one time when he asked you so tell me about this anime stuff how did that get started oh that was Cree. Yeah, he asked me where where this whole anime thing started anyway. And my answer, if I remember correctly, was, well, long, long ago, the Egyptians invented paper. 
<laughs> and the thing about Dr. K is he probably was fascinated with the entire answer you are about to give. He that, was, that was the entire answer. <laughs> he absolutely was because as, as a host of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, he had no knowledge whatsoever of virtually any of it. So everything, every question he asked, it was like opening up a brand new can of something for him. <laughs> and, sometimes and yet, it was a good drug, sometimes not so much. Sometimes not so much, but it was always a drug of some kind. <laughs> and, and he was my best friend for an awfully long time and, and more fun than a barrel of elephant. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I miss him dearly. So for the next couple of episodes, um, I, I have <laughs> one of the other things that he used to do was sing big band music. And nobody knew this. I knew. Well, not many people knew this. <laughs> you never told me this. Yeah, yeah. It was a memory I tried real hard to block. Why would you ever block that out? You didn't hear the big band music. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the next few episodes, Dome. So we're we're gonna we're gonna tag the end of the episode with some of his music. Aww. I'm so excited. Now what? I get to hear it. The real Again. or his version. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and the odd thing is, you know, he put an album together and he he would use it as a demo reel, and we laughingly would call it uh, "Songs for Dead Guys," which it now actually is. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and I think he would find the irony in that more than a bit amusing. It's true. He would appreciate that I interrupted your very nice speech about him to talk about bathrooms on the Enterprise. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, God yeah. If not, sorry, Doctor K. <laughs> Please don't he would have us. jumped right in. He could haunt us. We'd be happy with that. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, we... You know, he would do things like show up half an hour late for an interview that he had set up. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> you remember that ex we're sitting there and the interview comes on and you're looking at me and I'm looking at him? And and you said, I wonder where he is. And I said, he's probably in his car on the way here. But the intro music started, so we have no choice. Yeah, and then we're like, so, uh, Mr. Brezhnev, this whole Glasnost thing. Uh, yeah, I know. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> and I believe it was, what's her name from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, wasn't it? Oh, hell. Um, um, Tara? Yes. No. Yes. That poor, she's so nice, by the way. Oh my God, yeah. Because she came back after that, and then at Boston Comic Cree, do you yes, want to she... tell the story, or do you want me to tell the story? Well, Amber Benson is a very lovely human being. She, she absolutely was. And is she? Still. She was very sweet, and you know, my wife and I both adored Buffy the Vampire Slayer as teenagers. So. As every young lesbian does. Yes. I said, come, come meet Amber Benson. And she goes, I don't know. And I said, just come meet Amber Benson. She's a sweetheart. And I drag her by the hair, mostly over there. Not by the hair, by the hand. <laughs> sure. Yes. And uh -huh. she just turns into a statue. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. I said exactly one word to Amber Benson. Hi. That one word was hi. <laughs> and I said that one word three or four times. Yep. Well, at least you know you got it right. You know what it was? I can tell you now what the internal of that was. It was, oh my gosh, okay, she's famous and she's awesome and she's amazing, but you just have to treat her like she's a regular person. And then my brain flashed, error, error, alert. <laughs> alert you don't know how to talk to regular people you are super awkward and so then i decided the only way to do to deal with this would be to casually say hi and that was as far as i got and so i just did it three or four times 
Well, at least you got that part out. Good yeah. job. I remember having a very nice conversation with her. She was yeah. she was a she sweetheart. Was super she nice. Covered for me very very well, but I was like, I was terrified. Oh, I get that. I mean, you know, there were times uh, doing doing interviews at, at cons like that where I just kind of went where where there were artists that I was like totally freaked out to be sitting next to talking where I just kind of went, yeah, this is something special. I mean, Billy West was kind of that way until, you know, you until, got he talking. Started, until he started screwing with me and I started screwing back and then it was just. All okay, of a sudden, that got a little graphic. Well, you know, it was weird because <laughs> I asked. <laughs> Thank you, Kriana. You're that welcome. got a little graphic too. But you know, it was one thing where I asked him the question that got me the ticket in to talk to him, and he looked at me and he went, "That's a really good question." I went, "No shit, good for me." And <laughs> <laughs> and as he starts talking to it talk answering the question i'm going but yeah now what do i say and then i realized that i could pretty much ask anything (laughs) at that point so we started talking about table reading for futurama and realizing that he does about 75 percent of the voices so i asked him like how does that work and he just kind of went well it's like i do most of them so it's like me doing every voice i said you know does that get confusing and he went when you're a voice actor if you get confused doing all those different voices you're screwed and it was just really interesting to get that kind of an insight hmm. so then the next, you, illustrator? then he oh, started sorry. doing the voices which we weren't allowed to ask him to do he just exactly and then he starts telling me how the voices are based on newscasters from boston Oh, yeah. Well, Zach Brannigan was. Yes. And I I just went, that's hilarious. And we just started talking like we were friends, and it was great. All right, X, your turn. Who are you scared of when we interviewed them? Oh. We know the answer to that one. Well, not scared of. Who are you so excited to meet that you felt really awkward at first? Oh, geez. Well, it it wasn't a sci-fi Saturday night thing, um, but uh, they used to have the horror convention down in Worcester, the Rock and Shock. Yeah. And uh, this actress, PJ Souls, who you never heard of her, but she was in Carrie. She was in Stripes. She was in Rock and Roll High School. And I've always been a big fan of hers. And and I got up to meet her, and uh, um, Miss Souls, I um, I, I like, I like, um. <laughs> and then suddenly my wife's like, "Yeah, my husband has a giant crush on you," and <laughs> and he just wanted to say hi. I'm like, "I was gonna say that," and she goes, "That's so sweet. Come here." And then she gives me a kiss. Aww. And so I, I believe Tracy had a bucket or something to carry me away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, I like doing Devil's Rejects too. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know because at the same time, I'll, I've done shows and I'm like, oh, that's Shatner. Yeah, whatever. You know, or like I literally bump into uh, Karen Gillian and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? You don't know. It's like, but then you'll meet someone who was in Phantasm, and you're like, "You had the ice cream truck in Phantasm. I love you, Reggie Bannister. Oh my God." Am I the only one who hasn't felt awkward talking to people? No, I can do a second one of mine for you if you want. I I, I can't think of anyone I was ever that awkward about talking to. I just have no no self consciousness. I'm just like, whatever. No, you're you're <laughs> too confident sometimes. Whatever. If they like Meanwhile, me, they like we me. met Carol Fuck Spinney. Otherwise. We oh, met Carol God. Spinney, Big Bird himself, and I very nearly just burst into tears talking to him. Which I'm sure An- he gets Another a lot. one that we weren't allowed to ask him to do the voice, and he did it anyway. I think because I almost burst into tears. 
Nah, I think it's because we treated him like a freaking human being instead of a talking bird. It's true, yeah. and he ta- talked about his um his kids' literacy project, which was actually super not actually, which was super cool, and I can't believe more people didn't ask him about it. Well, one of the things I think that when we got to meet people like that, like Carol Spinney, like Doug Jones, um, was that we stopped very early on treating them as anything other than human beings with an interesting story to tell. Exactly. And I think when you get past the the fan perspective and you just get to that interesting story as quickly as possible, they appreciate it very much. I, I know that Doug appreciated it more than anyone else. Oh, wait, uh, no, I thought of one. Hang on. Uh-oh. But it wasn't during oh, it wasn't during Sci-Fi Saturday Night that I felt awkward talking to him. It was when I was a kid. The very, do you remember the very first time I met Chris Golden? I do oh, remember that. I was so shy because I loved his books and I loved his comics and he signed my comics and he was just a giant sweetheart to me. And I was so excited about it. And I barely said two words to him, I think. Now, but the cool thing about that was, is that set up a relationship between you and Chris and Chris and myself that last that's lasted to this day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for uh, Chris Golden, Christopher Golden, who, by the way, is an amazing writer and, and an amazing human being, was one of the first wow. guests we ever had on the radio version of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And one of the first guests we had on the podcast of Sci-Fi Saturday Night and got us the Amber Benson interview. Yep. Because he'd been working on a... Uh, oh, the ghosts of... Um... Right. Because Amber Benson, in addition to being a talented actress and a lovely He's also a very being, talented writer. He's also, also a talented author. Yes. And at, when he finished doing the project with her, he sent me an email and he said, by the way, would you like an interview with her? And I went, oh, God, no. Why would I want that? Of course I want an interview with her. <laughs> for God's sake. And if also, if it wasn't for him, we would have never met Tom Snagoski. Oh, yes. yeah. Love him. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Also and an I mean, excellent author. Oh, and an excellent human being. Well, Super yes. sweet. Told me I could name drop him to get jobs if I wanted. And I have. <laughs> and I have. Yeah. It, it works. If you're interviewing for youth services librarian jobs and you know Tom Snagoski, name drop that. Oh, what absolutely. if you're trying to work at Denny's? Well, it doesn't work quite as well for that. It doesn't work quite as well for that. But you can probably give it a try. He's oh. nice enough that... <laughs> If he's ever eaten at a Denny's, word has probably gotten around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, we've talked about him at all these reunion shows, but uh, the Harlan Ellison episode, that was something where I was I was very nervous about because. He yells. That was peak anxiety. The actual recorded episode was very nice. It was quite beautiful. It I was think. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Outside. But I remember Kriana coming out. out of it like shaking, saying, "I think Harlan Ellison is gonna kill me." <laughs> he was very threatening. Yeah. He, he was serious about his privacy. And we all just and we are telling the story about that. it every time we can. Did, did you guys read? Uh, J. Michael Straczynski's autobiography he came out with like two years ago. He yes, talks. I did. The scene where he, he talks about he where he met uh, Harlan for the first time at like a writer's strike. It says, hi, Harlan, I'm a writer because of you. I love yourself. I don't give a good goddamn. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> and he says, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> And that's interacting with Harlan Ellison. And I'm reading this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's his first impression he makes. And if you can get past that, he'll talk to you. For people who have never known Harlan Ellison, it's 
impossible to understand that there are maybe were maybe three distinct and different personalities all within that that glorious mind of his. Oh yeah. And 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 a couple of them were scary. Most of them were scary. Yeah. <laughs> the one that wasn't was the one that we recorded for the interview. Yep. Yeah. It was very nice. But oh my God, the one prior to the time of the microphone recording <laughs> was was not to be believed. Well, like I said, he's very serious about his privacy, mm. among other things. Yep. Now, well, on the will, other, he's very serious about what he will do to you if he feels <laughs> you have <laughs> violated <laughs> that privacy. <laughs> like exceptionally specific. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, Spider Robinson. Oh, so sweet. Was just uh, one of the most is one of the most wonderful human beings on the face of the earth. Have you guys talked to him like in the last few years? How is he? I've extended the invitation five or six times and he's kind of reverted back into his shell. Ah. Uh. I have not heard from him uh, once every six or seven months. I'll shoot him off an email. I may get a one or two line reply. More often than not, I don't. But uh, I recall with with fondness and gratefulness all the time that he gave us while he was able to. And uh, it was just wonderful. Absolutely. <sighs> In fact, I was uh, uh, Cam and I did an event for Dreamforge magazine for their uh, their writers project uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was just wonderful. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we t- that they asked us about was. Uh, Oh, one of the most interesting and transformative interviews that we'd ever done. And the one that I chose was Spiders because mm. it was just amazing for me. Yeah, one that, that you went out, uh, you were like, how did you get him? I, I asked. Yeah. No, I <laughs> <Yes>. asked you. <laughs> yeah. How did you get him? I asked. He said yes. Was that the email was on the website? That's right. The first, the, so the first time was we got him one the authors on authors, right? And this, we're talking about Heinlein, right? Mm-hmm. And that was also the episode when Bembova told us some of was it his favorite dirty limericks or Heinlein's favorite dirty limericks? I don't know. Bembova was telling us dirty limericks. Yes. It was awesome. He just yes. did uh, like a half an hour's worth of just filthy limericks. <laughs> And had us on the floor. <laughs> Grand you know Masters who we haven't mentioned yet, speaking of writers who are very good friends of the show. Who haven't we mentioned? From way back in the day. Tracy Hickman. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, we haven't. It's another writer we haven't heard from in an awfully long time. Say, how's Mr. Dragonlance doing? <laughs> It's another writer we just we yeah. haven't had the chance to touch base with in a long time, and we probably should. Yeah. That wasn't it. His, his kid who was episode. doing the the VR thing that we went to in New York. Yes, that was fun. The Ghostbusters VR. <laughs> that was great. That was so cool. We had a great time. Yep. Well, you see, those are those are the kinds of things. I did not get dizzy and almost fall mm. off the little walkway. <laughs> it was cool. No, they had people there. They no, yeah, and it was really a narrow walkway, but it just felt like it. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things we just would have been able to to do and to experience, get to know better without being a part of this show, and I think it's wonderful. And. Uh, because of that, I can't thank all of you guys enough. It's been uh, quite an experience. And 500 shows later, here we are. Well, we Ready. have to talk about one more thing, Dom. We do? We do. Okay. 
and I didn't tell anybody about this, but I probably should have thought to. So the thing that holds the whole show together, the one constant. Yeah. The one and only voice of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Is oh, no. don't have to. So thank you. For- <laughs> yeah, yeah. X, go sit in your corner. <laughs> go back to sit in your corner. <laughs> so don't thank you for invite because you're the one who invited all of us to join you on this grand adventure of sci-fi saturday night and you're the one whose absolute dedication and hard work has kept it going for if this is episode 500 that's almost 10 years and it's probably more than that because we didn't don't do episodes every single week there was a bit of a hiatus between the the terrestrial and the podcast yep so for over te- for over a decade dome you have made sci-fi saturday night happen so thank you no oh, thanks guys yeah it's been uh it's been mm, fun <laughs> and you know when it stops being fun, I'll stop doing it, I guess. So far, still fun. And I'm looking forward shortly to the Upper Valley Comic Expo. Woohoo! See you there, guys. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, dare I say, 500 more? God, I hope not. But... <laughs> Let's see where the next couple of years brings us. And uh, thank you all for uh, joining me on this wonderful journey. And uh, let's see what happens. Thanks for having us, Dome. Yeah. Yeah. It's been lovely. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know how the podcast ends anymore. (laughs) It ends like this, and then I edit in the ending. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you could find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watt sauce we have. We love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased. Thus, do we all refute entropy? Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody. And now, for no particular reason whatsoever, Dr. K. That's my baby. No, sir, I don't mean maybe. Yes, sir, that's my baby now. Yes, ma'am, we've decided. No, ma'am, we ain't gonna hide it. Yes, ma'am, you're invited now. By the way, by the way, When we run to the preacher, I'll say, 
Yes, sir, that's my baby. No, sir, I don't mean maybe. Yes, sir, that's my baby now.